We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is after Satan is cast out, kind of like when the wicked witch was melted and ding dong, the witch is dead kind of thing. So there's a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Have you ever looked forward to something for a long time? If you were a kid in high school, there came a time where all your friends would get their license. It was an anticipation of the time where you would finally be able to take the test yourself and then call yourself a licensed driver. There has been so much anticipation building up over time when Satan will finally be defeated and Jesus comes back to reign. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing the moments leading up to Christ's victory. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, he he talked about when you see the abomination that makes desolation, flee to the mountains, run for your lives. He said, don't even go down to, to collect anything out of your house, just run for your lives and head to the hills. And he was speaking to the Jewish people. He's speaking to Israel. Remember, he said, pray that your flight is not on the Sabbath day. You know, pray that it's not in the winter. Pray that you're not with child because that's going to slow you down. Remember, we helped a family move one time. I drove one of their cars for them to the state they were moving to, and they had a newborn baby. And we, man, we had to stop like every hour for that baby. <laughs> I finally said, hey, is it okay if I just go and I'll just see you there? You know, <laughs> slows you down. You don't want to be traveling with a newborn baby when the dragon is trying to destroy you. <laughs> Look at verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Again, this is the midpoint of the tribulation. The seven-year tribulation period. We're about three and a half years into it at this point, And a war breaks out in heaven. And in verse 7, we're introduced to another key player. And another key player in the second half of the tribulation. And that's Michael, the archangel. It says, Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. So we're introduced now to Michael, the angel, the archangel. He's called the archangel in Jude chapter 1, verse 9. He's the only archangel in the Bible. Uh, In Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, he's called the chief prince. 
In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, he's called the great prince. And so he's some kind of ruler over the angels in heaven. And it says, And Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, that's Satan, and the dragon and his angels fought. Satan and his his demons fought. So this war breaks out now in heaven between Michael and the angels and Satan and his demons. And, and this, this dramatic scene takes place now in, in heaven where you've got good angels against bad angels or faithful angels against fallen angels. And so Satan and his demons fight against Michael and his angels But Satan and his demons did not prevail, nor was place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out of heaven. Look at this description in verse 9. The serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Man, verse 9 tells us a whole lot about Satan. And about the devil. So there's this war in heaven in the middle of the tribulation period. It hasn't happened yet. It's in the future where Satan and his demons are cast out of heaven permanently and they're cast down to the earth. Now, right now, Satan has access to heaven. That may come as a surprise to some of you to hear that. But Satan has access to heaven. He has access to the throne of God. We see that in Job chapter 1, verse 6, where Satan comes before the Lord in heaven. But at the midpoint of the tribulation period, this war breaks out where Satan is kicked out of heaven once and for all, and he's denied any future access to heaven. And he's cast out and he's thrown down to the earth. And then look look at this description of Satan in verse 9. First of all, he's called uh, the serpent of old, referring back to the Garden of Eden, when the serpent tempted Eve. Satan is a tempter. He tempts us to sin. He tempts us to do the things we know we're not supposed to do. He tempts us to not believe God. Remember the serpent in the garden? Has God said? He tempts us to doubt what God's word Says He tempts us to doubt that God really has our best at heart. For God knows that the day you eat of this, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. You know, he's, he's, uh, uh, the serpent was saying, God's holding out on you. You're missing out because you're listening to God. If you don't listen to God, then, then you'll be enlightened. Then you'll be happy, right? You've ever heard that lie before? Sure you have. And you bought into it. We all have. He's a tempter. He's a serpent. He's also called here the devil. The devil. He's the, the, the word devil, it means to slander, to falsely accuse. Devil likes to slander us. He likes to falsely accuse us. To falsely accuse us in our, in our mind. To discourage us. He's also called Satan. The word Satan means adversary. Satan opposes us. He's against us. He wants to kill us and rob us and destroy our lives. So he opposes us when we try to do uh, godly things. We try to follow God and live a godly life. He's, he's against us for that. Look what it says. It says in verse 9, 
that the dragon, the devil, the serpent, Satan, that he deceives the whole world. He's a deceiver. And listen, give me your attention. Every one of us here, all of us, we've been deceived by him at some point in our lives. All of us. We believed what he said. And he deceived us because he's, he's deceived the whole world, including us. The word deceiver here, it means to lead astray. And we've all been led astray by Satan, all of us, because he deceives the whole world. Now that we are born again, now that we are in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have the word of God that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And now we are less likely to be deceived by the dragon. In the tribulation period, Satan will be cast out of heaven. And verse 9 says he's cast down to the earth along with all of his demons. And then verse 10, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, you know, this is after Satan is cast out. Kind of like when the wicked witch was melted and ding dong, the witch is dead kind of thing. So there's a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. We also see in verse 10 that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And verse 10 tells us that right now Satan has access to God, the throne of God, and Satan stands before the throne of God, accusing us to God, trying to discredit us before God. But the good news is that after Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, was buried and resurrected from the dead, 40 days later, he ascended back up to heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, the place of authority, And the Bible says that he intercedes for us. So you've got Satan there, the accuser of the brethren, trying to discredit us. But then you've got the Son of God, Jesus Christ, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he is our intercessor. And 1 John, he's described as our advocate. Uh, That means a defense attorney. So Jesus Christ is our defense attorney in heaven. So every time that Satan brings some kind of accusation against us, and the accusation might be true, right? Because we sin every day. We blow it every day. And Satan can point out the things that we're actually doing wrong. But our intercessor, our advocate, our defense attorney, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is right there to come to our defense with the Father and say, no, but I I paid for him with my own blood. He's blood-bought. He's one of mine. And yes, he did that. Yes, he was wrong, but it's under my blood. And so he intercedes for us. And Satan is unable to discredit us with God in heaven. Here, though, we see that during the tribulation period, halfway through, Satan will be cast out. He's going to lose all access to God. He'll no longer be able to accuse us uh, before God. And then verse 11 Uh, Verse 11 is an important verse for us because it tells us, it tells us how to overcome Satan. How to overcome his lies, how to overcome his false accusations, how to overcome his deception, how to overcome the discouragement, 
And verse 11 gives us the keys to that. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. This is the key. This is the key to having victory over Satan. First, the blood of the lamb. The blood of the lamb. The blood that Jesus Christ shed for us on the cross that takes away our sins. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. We're blood-bought children. There's nothing that Satan can say or do to undo that. We've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. We belong to God. And there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus. There's, There's nothing that Satan can say to separate us from the love of God. And whatever he brings up, man, it's under the blood. It's under the blood. So the first thing that overcomes Satan is the blood of the lamb. And to be mindful of that, that yes, you know, Satan might put things in your mind. He might put things in your heart. He might whisper things in your ear that may be true about you. That's the worst, isn't it? When he accuses you of things you actually do. Yes, they're true, but they're under the blood. We have to remember the blood of the lamb. Yes, what he's saying is true, but it's been paid for. By the blood of Jesus Christ. The second thing, we overcome Satan by the word of our testimony. By the word of our testimony. By remembering what God has already done in our lives. That we're his children. And I think this one is so important. To remember what God has already done in our lives. Because sometimes we can forget that. And we need to remember. Now wait a minute. He he called me. He sought me out. I didn't choose him. He chose me. And he, he revealed himself to me and he saved me by his grace. And he took away all my sins by his blood. You know, it, he's done this work in me. And sometimes it's important for us to go back and remember, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what the Lord's already done. You know, back in the Old Testament times, what they would quite often do is they would put up stones of remembrance. They would build a monument when God would do an extraordinary work uh, for the nation of Israel. And they would build this mound of stones or what are sometimes called standing stones. They would take these large, long stones and they would stand them up on end as a monument, as a reminder to the people of, oh, yeah, that's right. That's where God did that thing. Or for when their kids, when their kids see that. Monument. They said, what are the, what's the pile of stones there for? Well, let me tell you what the Lord did. You know, or just as when, when Mark was up here earlier with his kids sitting here in the audience and, and, and to acknowledge, yes, there was a time when I was addicted to something. But now through Jesus Christ, I've been set free and now I'm addicted to him. Right? There's a, there's a monument there. There's a memorial there. 
And we need to remember that. We need to remember the word of our testimony. What's your testimony? What has Christ done? What has Christ done in your life? How did he call you? How did he choose you? How did he save you? How has he worked? How has he revealed himself in the past to you? And we remind ourselves of those things. We remember the past testimony of God in our lives. And that prevents Satan from discouraging us about the future. You know, Romans 8.32, if he, gave his, his, if he offered his son, won't he also freely give us all things that we need for life? Just to go back to that, wait a minute. I'm his son, I'm his daughter because of his shed blood. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. He's never left me before. <laughs> you know, with, uh, with all, the, all the transition going on in our church, with the Transparentes leaving and the Botsfords leaving, I've had a couple people say, you know, how's, how's everything going kind of thing. Listen, listen. He has been so faithful to us for 15 years. He's never failed us. He's never forsaken us. He's never dropped the ball on us. He's going he's gonna to take care of it. He always does. That's his testimony in our life as a church. That's his testimony to you. Don't forget that. Because if you forget that, then Satan can start whispering stuff in your ear and you get all discouraged and freaked out. And No, remember your testimony in Christ. Number three, they did not love their lives to death. They didn't cling to this world or the things of this world. They lived for Jesus. They sought first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that prevented Satan from being any real threat against them. Verse 12. We're going to try to move quickly through this. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. And the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Heaven will rejoice because Satan has been kicked out once and for all. But then he says, woe to the earth. (laughs) Woe to the earth at that time. Again, it's not this time. It's in the middle of the tribulation period. Woe to the earth because it says Satan has been cast down to the earth and he's angry and he knows his time is almost up. Did you guys watch the hockey game, the Capitals game? You know, that last, that last five minutes, man, Las Vegas, they were skating their hearts out because the time was running out. They knew time was running out and they needed to, they needed to do something or they were going to lose. And so, man, they were playing their guts out trying to score because they knew the clock is running down. Satan, at this point in the tribulation period, he knows that the clock will be running down. The time is winding up or winding down. It's almost over. The buzzer's going to sound. And so at this point in the tribulation, he's just going to unleash his wrath and his anger upon the earth. Look at verse 13. Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman. Who's the woman? Israel, who gave birth to the male child. Who's the child? Yeah. Who's the dragon? Satan or the devil. Right. So once he's cast down to the earth in the middle of the tribulation period, he's going to go after the Jewish people. And why does he go after the Jewish people? Because they brought forth a child. It's God's chosen nation, chosen people. So he goes after them and he persecutes them. Verse 14. But the woman was given... Two wings of a great eagle. That's not the U.S. military. That's not the Air Force. I've seen that. 
that she might fly, it's not the Air Force, that she might fly into the wilderness. What's the wilderness? Desert. To her place. Remember, God has set aside a place for her where she is nourished for a time and times, two times, and half a time, three and a half years, from the presence of the serpent. So, so God has this place prepared for the Jewish people for them to flee to, and it's in the desert. Jesus says it's in the mountains, so it's, it's, it's mountainous desert there. They're going to flee there for refuge in the wilderness. A lot of scholars think it's the city of Petra, the rock city of Petra, uh, in modern-day Jordan, and eagles' wings are going to carry them there. Again, this is, this is imagery from the Old Testament, this imagery of eagles' wings. Uh, it's, it's from the Exodus, in fact. I'll just read the verse to you. Uh, Exodus chapter 19, verse 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself, the Lord speaking. Speaking of the, of the Exodus story. So the tribulation period, the Jewish people will experience another miraculous exodus. Just like the book of Exodus in the Old Testament. God will once again deliver them, just like in the Old Testament story of the exodus. So as they're fleeing now through the desert, verse 15, the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. That wilderness area in Israel, it experiences flash floods. It'll rain in, a, in the Judean mountains, a great distance away from the desert area, and all of that rainwater will run down, and it will just, it will rush out into the desert area, and all of a sudden, even though there's no rain happening in the desert, you'll have this rush of water coming through the desert, and a flash flood coming through, much like what you saw in Ellicott City a few weeks ago running down Main Street. Just picture that happening out in the desert. So you picture this mass of humanity fleeing to Jordan through the desert, and then now there's this you know, rush of water coming behind them, trying to destroy them and, and sweep them away with the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. God miraculously delivers them, just like in the Exodus where he opens up the Red Sea and then closes it back down on the Egyptian army. This time, the dragon's going to send out a flood and God's going to open up the earth and cause the flood to be diverted and deliver his people, Israel. And the dragon, verse 17, was enraged with the woman. And so he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. Who are the rest of her offspring? Those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So he's going to turn to believers, and he's going to begin to persecute them. And so here, at this point now, the serpent, Satan, the dragon, is pouring out his wrath upon the people of God on the earth. But verse 17 reminds us that there will be many during the tribulation period who have the testimony of Jesus Christ. There will be people who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ during the tribulation period. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find the link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. Rings true.